Awesome. 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 I think we're recording now. Guys, welcome back to another episode of No Cap All Stats Podcast. And we back. (laughs) We back, man. We back. It's your host, Coden Pablo, and I'm with my main man. Say your name. Brandon Lowe. Get it. Get it right. Get it right. right. Don't forget it. Don't forget the Brandon in front of the Lowe. Yes, sir. (laughs) We back, man. 2021. Uh, it's been a blessing so far, man. How how you been so far, man? Since like the last time we started the podcast, we ended, and now like, what's the progress? How you been, man? man everything's good, man. Everything's good. You no know, working, you no know, every day. You no, know, I want to make sure we get this podcast right. You no, know, I did a little little look back. It's been about six months since our last episode, man. Wow, six months. So you know, we got we got to take this one serious. This season two, we got to take this serious. It's gonna be beginning of the season all the way to the end. I'm yep. glad, man basketball nba basketball is back yep officially back and i'm looking right now too it's already the um the half with the brooklyn and lakers game man so it's crazy that that matchup is crazy to watch um i'm we're definitely going to get into it with all the topics that we got so first thing i want to get into with you mr low is ben simmons what what's your just what's your initial take on on Ben Simmons and this whole situation with him and the Sixers organization? Like, well, uh, for Ben, mm-hmm. I'm I'm I go I go a little bit of both ways. For Ben Simmons, I understand how he feels a little bit mm-hmm. because at the end of the uh, last year's playoffs, when they lost to the Atlanta Hawks. Really lost to the Atlanta. <laughs> they got beat by the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. They didn't lose. They got beat. <laughs> Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers turned on him. They didn't have his back. And as a as an NBA organization, I feel how he feels like he got he's been backstabbed. Right. But he did not perform the way a two hundred million dollar player should perform. Right. He's not. And and we all knew this. We all knew he couldn't shoot. We all knew he he's not aggressive. Right, he's but, not. But when it comes to NBA basketball, you need to perform. So I understand why he feels backstabbed. And when you're playing in a place like Philly, you do something wrong, the whole city's going to turn on you. They're going to let you know you you messing up. Right, exactly. They don't hold their tongue, you know? Yeah, and that that's how Philly is. But the thing I don't like about Ben Simmons is you are – He's saying he doesn't want to go to training camp. He's not going to play any games, anything like that. You are getting paid $200 million and you don't want to play basketball. He's crazy for that, bro. Man. $35 million average salary. This is a five-year yeah. contract that he's on. That's crazy. And, and my, my problem with that is I understand that the that players are starting to see that they have the power to say where they want to go or all this other stuff. But a contract is two ways. A contract is the you play for this team, this team gives you money. Right. You can't just be like, oh, I don't play for them no more. I'm not playing. What's the point of the contract? Exactly. It's I understand. Now. Yeah, I understand that you know teams can trade however you however which way makes the team better, but not the player. But that's how sports are. Exactly. You get traded. That that's how it is. You can't just. I don't want to play anymore or 
uh, if there's trade rumors, oh, well, I'm going to request a trade and I only want to go to the Lakers. That's that's not fair to the organization and it's not you, – you, you, you know your value. Ben Simmons knows he's an all-star. He's a defense player of the year, all-defensive team, all this other stuff. Exactly. But if you say, oh, well, I want to go to to this place or whatever, you know, okay, well, if you want to go there – like, for example, if he wanted to go to Portland, just say. He doesn't want to go to Portland to not play with Damian Lillard. Right. <laughs> so they're not giving up Damian Lillard, and that's the only thing that's valuable enough to compare to Ben Simmons. So it's like, well, now Philly's I not even, in a tough spot. Well, in that situation right now, because of everything that's going on, I wouldn't give up C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons. I would keep no, C.J. I wouldn't either because Ben Simmons put Philly in a rough spot. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, if I, if I was Philly, I wouldn't trade him. He's gonna mess okay, up the he locker room, play. though. Okay, he don't want to play. He could. He could. He ain't. He could sit on the bench. If he messes up the locker room, he could stay home. But he's not playing. And Adam Silver should be the person that comes in and says, "Okay, if you don't want to play and you don't want to give your all, you ain't getting paid either." That's true, but. It's it's a tough situation. You're messing up the locker room. That yeah. season's gonna get tanked. You're not getting anything. I mean, if you can trade and still not get what is brought back in value, at least you can kind of progress in that season without him. That's what I'm thinking. Like, even if you don't get back all that package that you would want in the original package, it's like now you can kind of get something and kind of get be be rid of it. I mean, think about the James Harden situation. Yeah, he he got his way out, right? But it was worth it. Because now look at the Rockets. They're trying to progress. And I'm not saying they are because they're really – they look bad. But but they're progressing. They're moving on without James Harden, right? It happened over like – it feels like a year ago, right? So it's like that's yeah. what I would do. I would get rid of Ben Simmons. I, I disagree because it's just – you keep him there, it's just it's just a problem that's going to linger around. And it's going to affect everyone. So yeah. I, I just don't know about like getting rid of Ben – I mean keeping Ben Simmons around and, you know, Adam Silver, he's not going to do that. I don't think he's going to do that right away. That that could take time to put that in effect where it's like, okay, well, you're not playing, you're not getting paid. So – Yeah, I understand that. But the only difference is for the Rockets, without James Harden, they were already going to be a tanking team. Right. Okay, so they trade them. They're still a tanking team. But now they tanked all season. Now they got the number two pick. Philly's not going to be trying. Joel Embiid's not going to be tanking. Right. So it's like, you, okay, you trade him, you're going to get scraps for him. You're not going to get what you want. Exactly. So it's just Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, they got to step up. They got to step Tyrese Maxey, all the point guards got to step up. Somebody has to show, okay, if Ben Simmons don't want to be here, it's my time to shine. They all got to step up. Embiid, yeah. he has to be a better leader. You know, him even going back and forth about Ben. I, I mean, I, I kind of respect it because he's giving his opinion. He's he's being real in the interviews that I saw. But honestly, he just got to be a leader right now and galvanize everyone. Like, listen, it is what it is. I'm focused on the season. Don't even talk about Ben no more. I would. That's what I would do because it's, it's just a waste of time to keep talking about the same situation. Yeah. But also to keep it lingering, the Sixers got to do something. And I was reading this article real quick, NBC Sports. Um, apparently – the dark horse team would be the Pacers. I did so see that. What what um what do you think about that? Like him going to the Pacers? Uh, it depends on who they give up. Right. 
So if they, I mean, I would have think that they'd have to give up, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Karis LeVert, TJ Warren, somebody, one, at least one of those players. So let me read this real quick. What Indiana has is a lot of good players on movable contracts. They got Malcolm Brogdon for 21 million, um, Sabonis for 18, Miles Turner for 17, and Karis LeVert, 17, TJ Warren, 12, and Jeremy Lamb, 10. These are all really cheap contracts. This is, this is very good for um, both teams. I think this would be a great situation. If you combine at least like two of these guys, Malcolm Brogdon, I would get rid of him. I, I understand he's a very valuable piece, but I would get rid of Malcolm Brogdon and maybe Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren. You get Ben Simmons. I think that's a fair trade, something like uh, that. The only thing with that is, so TJ Warren is coming off of a really big injury. Mm. Is he going to come back the same? I don't know. Uh, they're that not going to give up. Yeah, they're not going to give up Sabonis. He he was he's your best player. He's your all star. I didn't say I, Sabonis. Malcolm Brogdon. That's yeah. What I'm I know. I know. I'm just I'm just saying to other people. Uh, I think Malcolm Bro- Malcolm Brogdon should be considered for the trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not really a big a really big Jeremy Lamb fan, but I know he's a shooter. Uh, he could be a, a a valuable role man. But if I'm Philly, Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert. So Karis Karis LeVert is a excellent. Excellent player. He can. He's not your number one option, but he can be your number two or number three option. He could definitely be a six man. Right. Uh, I like Karis LeVert a lot. Malcolm Brogdon. He's a defensive minded point guard who can still get you twenty any night. I like the trade, but Indiana still has to think. Okay, if we do this, whoever we give up, Ben Simmons can't shoot. Or as of right now, the world thinks he can't shoot. Right. He's showing us we can't. So if Indiana still wants to make that step forward, they got to keep the right pieces. And, you know, they basically have to build around Ben Simmons. Yeah, I understand. But, like, my thing is with, with Indiana, right, they're a really good team. But what are they really known for, too? Defense. So you yeah. add Ben Simmons, your defense just increases that much. Definitely. You don't really have anything to lose with Indiana. You actually have more to gain you're not really losing anything if you trade some of those players for Ben Simmons. Personally, yeah. me, even if he still can't shoot, you can probably develop him. They got a really good coach out there uh, in Indiana. And I just think, like, Indiana is not a team that's, like, they're going to lose anything if they did this trade with Ben Simmons. So, honestly, I would I would go for it. I yeah, don't know, I, I, if I was Indiana, I would, too. If Ben Simmons goes on any team, he makes your team better defensively. Right. But um, I feel like – if the if Indiana wants to get better right now, if they give up pieces for them, I feel like they won't get worse. But I don't really see defensively, yes. Offensively, I don't see them getting better. Like I feel like there'll still be sixth, seventh, eighth seed playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it could I think that's a good investment because you're gonna have Ben Simmons for three, four years. And then if they can develop him, get him a shot or get him some some type of post game or something, then I feel like it's post game is where it's at. He needs to use that. He's a big ass dude and he's yeah. not being put in, put in the post. And here's my thing. People are saying he doesn't even try to shoot. I agree with that. My thing is, man, if you don't want to shoot, sure, don't shoot like that. But shoot close to the basket. Get yeah, easy get, shots. Get a post game. Get a post game, get as close to the basket as possible, fade yeah. away through. I see him do it in practices all the time. That's yeah. why I'm just so sick of seeing him, you know, practicing and people post up videos and hype him up. I'm just like, bro, like, what is we good see with this, this every guy? year? 
every year shooting, shooting threes at the NBA park or you know at the parks and all this other stuff at the local yeah. gyms. It's like he doesn't do it. Okay, when you're in all these Instagram videos when he's doing it, you know, in a gym, he's not playing NBA level defense. Exactly. So it's like, okay, cool. You know, yeah, all NBA players should be able to hit a three point when you when you ain't playing no defense. Exactly. So exactly. It's like I it's don't just know, different. Man. It's different. Yeah, I, it's more nonchalant in those practices. They're not, and I get it, but like, like, let's see you at least try, bro. Like, they talk about how Giannis on Undisputed, you know, Shannon makes a good point. He talks about how Giannis can't really shoot that well, but he still does it. Even if yeah, Giannis airballs, he's not, he's not afraid to. Like, they kept saying how he would airball a shot, and then the next play, he would shoot it again and make it. And then he, yeah. he would miss a lot, but he just keep coming relentlessly. It's like Ben Simmons doesn't have that relentless fervor to want to like attack the basket or want to like uh, you know attack like yeah. i don't know it's it's like how lebron is at times people say he's passive but lebron gets aggressive i don't yeah. know about you but i think lebron gets aggressive yeah I, I do i think ben simmons and lebron are they're they're they want to make the best play possible right but lebron realizes when the best play is when he takes a shot right and uh ben simmons doesn't Ben Simmons, he'll, he's a pass first point guard. He's not there yeah. mentally with the to know, okay, I'm 6'10. I, I'm, I could be the fastest player on the court. If I'm not mistaken, exactly. If I'm not mistaken, um, I want to say, um, uh, I don't remember. I think it was on Undisputed. I don't remember which one said it, but I want to say they pulled up a fact that. Coming down the court on a fast break, dribbling the ball, Ben Simmons is the fastest player to move up and down the court. Right. If he's 6'10 and he's able to move that fast with the handles of a point guard, you don't have to shoot. Giannis can't shoot, but he he will get to the paint anytime he wants. Right. Ben Simmons, get to the paint, work on your free throws. Even if you miss 20 free throws, get to the free throw line because what you're also doing is making your team, making the defense get into foul trouble right exactly and that's a strategy in itself that you can utilize real quick so two quick points before we end this with with ben simmons one what you brought up earlier about doc rivers and and joel Embiid, i think they dropped the ball because a lot of the time now they're trying to defend some of the points like oh we didn't mean what we really said like even doc was like oh i didn't mean it that way but when you go back to that interview he meant it that way he He, meant it that way he fucked up and i think Part of this is not all on Ben Simmons. I'm not talking about them losing the playoffs, but I'm talking about them not supporting Ben. So I do understand where his frustration comes from, but I agree with you that at the end of the day, it's business and you can't sit out like that. You can't be doing this. You know, you're not James Harden. You, you're messing up your trade value and you're just messing up things business-wise. Um, real quick, I saw this stat too, and this could be used. This could be used when other teams are trying to evaluate Ben Simmons. I know they look at all the stats, But if we look at just the playoffs last year, Ben Simmons averaged 11.9 points a game, 8.8 assists, and 7.9 rebounds in 12 games. So it's not really that impressive because, I mean, it's like a triple-double, I guess, but that's 12 games. Um, It's not great. It's not great. The rebounds and assists, is they're good. And then what what you don't see is the defense. Right. He played great defense against Trey Young, but – on the other side of the court, Trey Young can't stop you. Right. So it's like the only thing that matters, yes, defense matters. 
But if you're the number one or number two guy and you aren't scoring when you have the opportunity, then everybody's going to look at you as it's your fault why we lost. Right. I 100% agree with you, man. So that was the Ben Simmons topic. We're going to move on to Kyrie Irving, which that topic could be just as bad. Um, So basically, if you don't know, New York kind of put in place a mandate. I don't know exactly when they did it, um, but they put in place a mandate that you have to, you know, get vaccinated and have proof of vaccination to get into certain venues like the basketball game um, Mm -hmm. or anything like bars. It doesn't matter. Um, So with that being said, one of well, one of the players is Kyrie Irving on the Brooklyn Nets who doesn't want to be vaccinated. And that's messing things up because now he potentially won't be able to play in the home games, but he'll be able to play in away games, which is dumb. That's like half the season. Yep. So not as bad as Ben, I guess, but I think it is just as bad because you're putting yourself in a situation and I'm not saying get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine, get the vaccine, don't. I'm saying you got to look at some of the business stuff. Like you said, like, what are you doing? How are you affecting other people? When you play basketball, you're affecting your team by not joining the games, whether you're sick or whatever it is, and you're not addressing that or communicating properly. And in the media interviews, he was just like, you know, respect my privacy, respect my privacy. I respect his privacy, but at the same time, it's, it just don't sound like he's handling his business because his teammates, they don't even know what to say when it comes to that topic. And I feel like if they knew what to say, then that communication would have been better. Like maybe they communicated better and, you know, they just said, you know what, next question or whatever. But they sounded like they didn't even know how to deal with the situation because they feel like how a lot of people feel where it's like, what are you doing? Are you, are you not going to play the games? Are you are you, you being ambiguous? So that's the issue right now, man. That's the issue. Um, so how do you feel about this uh, in general? Like how, how, how are you taking it? So um, with Kyrie, I Kyrie already has a, a problem with showing up to games. Yep. Meaning, you know, whether he's injured or last year he took some time off and you you were missing. Exactly. For the the fans were missing you. The fans want to see Kyrie, KD, and James Harden, and with him not being able to play home games, that's messing up your chemistry. That's messing up your game plan. Mm-hmm. And then you're, it's Brooklyn. This is the home game. It's not like, oh, okay, well, you can't go to the, the you can't play in Washington. Okay, right. you can't be there for two games out of the season. You're missing half the season. Exactly. So it's, it's hurting the organization. But when people say, respect their privacy when it comes to COVID. I have, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say personally, but I know a lot of people who can't take the, the vaccine. Right. Because of health situations within themselves that if they take the vaccine, it'll, it'll make them worse. I'm not saying Kyrie has this, this type of situation, but there, I feel like there is a bigger reason why he refuses to take the vaccine. I'm hoping it's not just because I don't want to take the vaccine because, you know, I don't believe in it, but you know, all your brothers and on the court are taking it. And now you're another person's getting $30 million a year 
and you can't even play half the games. You know, so I understand if it is because health reasons, if it is because, you know, it's going to have a bigger effect on you where it, it literally, the COVID vaccine could kill you. Right. I understand that, you know, and not everybody wants to announce that to the world. Uh, I've had talks with a lot of people. I've listened to other podcasts where other people have been put in that same situation where they refuse to take the vaccine because it can affect them, uh, their health state. So if that's the reason, he does, I don't think he should have to tell the world. Right. But he should tell the organization. And also, one of my problems with Kyrie is he doesn't want to get the vaccine so he can't play the home games. So Brooklyn, or there were sources saying Brooklyn's going to look to trade him. If he gets traded, Kyrie was saying, if he gets traded from Brooklyn, he's going to retire. I mean, <laughs> so that's, that's not fair. That's not fair to Brooklyn at all. Right. That's definitely not. And here's the thing. I agree with you. If there's something like, you know, damn, I'm going to affect, it's going to affect my body, my health. I respect that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like he didn't even indicate that. Like, it's like, you don't have to give the full answer and tell us everything in all your business, but you got to give us some indication or direction so that other people know how to handle it. When you just say, respect my privacy you don't give any indication of is because of health reasons or is because of this reason. It's kind of like, and you're in business with people, you're, you're in the NBA. It's just, you're affecting your teammates. It yeah. does affect them directly. Definitely. Everything. It definitely affects them. It affects their mental health or everything. Like there's, you're connected to them. So it's like, all I say is like, you know, if you want to say fuck the media and the fans, I guess, right. If that's how you want to be, but communicate with your teammates. Cause when they're asked yeah. questions about this, you guys got to be on the same page. Yeah, the You're organization, one organization should know. Organizations should know, and the teammates should know, especially like Kevin Durant. When he looked confused, man, that just wasn't a good indication to me. Maybe I read into it too much, but I agree, man. Like, this I is just like, a problem. It's like, why are you, why are you not communicating effectively? That's the only thing. That's the, really it with this. Like, communicate effectively. Don't tell all your business, but still communicate what's going on without spilling it all out there but you you're, you're affecting your teammates and you're bringing attention on yourself and you know that that's what's going to happen you know better yeah so I, like, I feel like i feel like kevin durant james harden i feel like they know i feel like Kyrie's talked about it but yeah. you know they they got their own little pack they want to make sure you know nobody's getting stabbed in the back Kyrie probably told them hey this is between us don't go tell the media and all this other stuff because they're brothers they they're right. gonna live for each other so I feel like they know Kevin Durant might, he might look confused, but he could also just be trying to let me make sure I don't say nothing too much. <laughs> so I, I understand and Kevin Durant definitely, in a bad situation. Like, yeah, you know, he, he, I'm sure he wants to, uh, I'm sure they understand. I sure, I'm sure that they did communicate, but when it comes to the NBA, there Kyrie's not like, some some role player Kyrie's the he can be the number one option on any team he's a, a lethal weapon mm-hmm. he can when you don't have him for half your games it's like you can't even plan to run your offense through Kyrie because if he's not there for half the games you gotta think of another plan now and now you're running exactly. two different game plans every every other day that's too much for the organization and exactly. now the organization's in another tough spot. 
Yeah, and listen, man, here's my thing. That whole stuff about the Nets and Lakers, that all goes out the window. That means, shit, you, you're not even worried about the Lakers. You're worrying about even if you make the playoffs at that point. Because yeah. I think, yeah, Kevin Durant and James Harden, can they, can they actually lead a team to the playoffs and on a team together? Of course. But as we both know, James Harden, injured. Uh, Kevin Durant, we're injured. So you need all the bodies you can get. Yeah. And your depth on your team is low. I mean, yeah, they added new players, but without Kyrie, you're lowering your depth. You're putting more pressure on them. Then when they get hurt, what happens? Are they even going to make the playoffs this year without Kyrie if he doesn't play half the games? Like, it's just so many different questions. Like, you affect everything. And this is why I said you're affecting your teammates directly, mentally, physically, because when they go through it throughout the season and you're not there, it's going to really F them up. And especially think about Kevin Durant. He's the one who got you here. Exactly. He's and, the whole reason I, why he came to Brooklyn in a sense. He he could have went to a different team and not had to deal with this. But he yeah. said, you know, what? I want Kyrie. Like if I was Kevin Durant, I would have like if I had the choice and I could have played with like Bradley Beal or something, I would have did that. Even if yeah. I didn't have James Harden, I'm Kevin Durant. I could play with Bradley Beal. I could play with another superstar yeah, and potentially anybody. win a championship. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like they know they they know the situation they're in. And I mean, Kevin Durant and James Harden, they will just those two alone will make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're that's a an elite team, elite duo. Add Kyrie, that's it's literally if the if healthy, damn near a lot to be in the finals. Yeah, exactly. And I'm looking at this right now, man. I'm looking up. So, so the Kyrie last year, he played 54 games. He averaged 27 points, six assists, and four rebounds in 54 games. That's a huge, huge chunk you're taking yep. out of your team. Who, who's gonna pick that up? <laughs> Joe Harris. <laughs> he's not. He's he doesn't perform in the playoffs. Pa- Patty Mills, like, which Patty he's, Mills is a, he's great a good player, but he he's, he's not 27 points. He's not 27 points. He's also like. He's trying, you want to reserve him and preserve him in a sense so that he doesn't have to exert himself so that when the playoffs come around, he's playing those heavy minutes and maybe one of the games he could score 20 points. Like that's a possibility. I wouldn't, but that's not something you do throughout the season. Like, man, you are really like putting yourself in a bad situation. Yeah, um, I'm looking up the, uh, trying to look up the record. I forgot, but I think they were um I think they were like what a third seed or or a second uh, no, seed. I think, I think they were second. Second seed. They were second. So that's what, like over 50 games won or over like over 45, I would say. They they should be a 61 team. They should, I'm pretty sure they're a 61 team. But but what happens when Kyrie does this? You take 40 games away, plus you're not even practicing. Possibly. He might not yeah, even be practicing. Can't, can't even practice in the, in the facility. Can't even practice in the facility. Then when he does play a game, he's going to look so rusty. Like, it's just – and here's the thing. I'm not trying to bash him. I, I wish him the best. It's just it's like you're making things so much more difficult than they have to be. Yeah. So it's either my, – my suggestion to him is, yo, you either get the vaccine if you can, and if you can't, then communicate effectively. If you can get the vaccine and you're just doing all this bullshit – you really do need to like leave the league, bro, because you're just holding people back at this point. That's my opinion. 
So what's yeah. what's your suggestion to Kyrie? You you're working, you're his agent, or you're working with the team. I guess from those two perspectives, like what's your what's your um, take on that? Like how with, you would deal with Kyrie without knowing uh, the information that Kyrie could have communicated as just somebody on the outside looking in. Yeah, either get the vaccine or accept the trade. That's it, because if you can't, if you cannot be there for the team, why should the team be there for you? The, the organization, Brooklyn is trying to win. Brooklyn, the organization, of course, is all about money. Right. If they can get a championship and they should want to, you know, let's not let's not put Kevin Durant in the same situation last year where he's by himself <sighs> after coming from an injury. That was I'm bad. sure he does. He didn't team up with people just so he can score 50 every night. Right. James, don't You don't want to let, okay, just say James Harden gets hurt again or Kevin Durant gets hurt again. They want to have that extra player. Kyrie, accept the trade. And I think the best trade, let's just say, you know, because Kyrie's from Jersey. Maybe that's why he wants to stay in Brooklyn because he's so close. But let's just say, I think this would be absolutely perfect. One for one, Kyrie for Ben. Absolutely perfect. Kyrie and, and Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. nasty. What crazy. was the biggest? What was the biggest thing that uh, the biggest Brooklyn, the biggest problem for Brooklyn last year? Defense. Right. Let Ben Simmons be your 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 defensive anchor, and still he can still be your point guard. But when you're surrounded by Kevin Durant, and James Harden, you don't have to shoot. Exactly. You could that just pass. Be, you could be a facilitator. Be, exactly. That would be absolutely perfect. But Kevin Durant, I mean Kyrie, wouldn't want. He wouldn't want to get traded. Bro, they got very similar contracts too. 34 million. Like these guys over both have over Benz is like 177, so like almost 200 million. But uh they have over a hundred million in their contracts. This he's on a four-year deal. So how long has it been? What two years, I think. Um, he's been with the team or a year. Uh so I don't know how that works because you gotta wait till your contract's over or whatever, but I would do it. I think that scenario is actually perfect. But I just think with the complications of the world, they're not going to make that happen. Like if Kyrie's going to get traded, it's going to be some random team somewhere out far, probably in the West. Because knowing Kyrie, he'd probably want to do that too. He probably wouldn't even want to be in the area dealing with all this stuff. Like it's crazy. Like he wants to be close, but like two points. One, he wants to be close to his family. But even if he's close to his family, he still has to deal with the mandate. Like what if you go out with your family? I'm not even talking about basketball. You go out with your family and they want to go eat somewhere. And it's you possible. can't go. And you can't go eat with your family. Now I'm getting deep because it's like more than just that. So that's number one. Number two, your teammates really did make a sacrifice. Like if you were on the Washington Wizards and they didn't have to deal with that, sure, maybe they'll let it slide. But even then, the Wizards could say, hey, we don't want you to miss those two games. Like Bradley Bill, if I'm Bradley Bill or something, and I'm, I'm you know, let's say Russ was still on the team. Hey, Russ, I don't want you to miss those games. You think Russell Westbrook would – like if he played with Kyrie or something, that he would let that shit slide. No. The way he was in the no ear way. with with uh, Anthony Davis saying no he way. has to play every night in the media day. He was telling. He said, "Anthony, I'm gonna hold him accountable. He needs to play hard every night." Which, that was like a topic too, because people were like, "Oh, LeBron was there. Well, how come we didn't encourage him?" Like they're trying to make a topic out of that. So it's like the fact that you miss people won't even let you miss a few games. The fact that you miss a half a season and your teammates made the sacrifice to get the COVID vaccine. That's gonna affect. The, I, I'm telling you, if he doesn't get it and he can, that's going to affect the chemistry. Kevin Durant, 
James Harden, they're going to be like, wow, this guy didn't do what he had to do in order for us to win. Yeah, I mean, I bottom feel like, line, bottom line. Yeah, I feel like every everybody has their opinions and every nobody wants to to backstab anybody. Uh, I just feel that for Kyrie, he just needs to make a decision. I don't think that's like I said, when it comes to health, make the best decision for you. Right. But you got to allow the NBA to still beat the NBA. Exactly. So there shouldn't be one single person bigger than the NBA. Without exactly. the NBA, you ain't got no job. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, the NBA makes your money off of you. But, for example, LeBron's going to retire. <laughs> the NBA's not going to retire. Right. Michael Jordan retired twice. The NBA still kept going. Right, exactly. So, ah, man, time will tell. It's just, it's the timing. That's the problem. Like, if you made this decision early, we could have took care of this in the summer. And then by now had things figured out whether he was playing or not. And yeah, if he doesn't play, that sucks. But at least you're not affecting the chemistry of the team and the other players because they got, you know, they they got their own season to play, right? <laughs> like they're not Kyrie's not paying James Harden and Kevin Durant. Kyrie's not putting food on the table and doing all that stuff and, and getting them where they could help. It could help. Kyrie's a beneficiary. He, he could help, but he's not the reason. So hey man, get come along or get out the way. Um Next thing I want to talk about, the next topic is uh, the new look teams, man, to look out for. So obviously there's a lot of switch ups. I'm going to start off real quick. One of the teams that I think is looking sexy, mm-hmm. man, I already, know man. You, I already know who you're talking about. The Chicago Bulls. Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Bulls, man. They look tough. I don't care what nobody says. They are making the playoffs, and I see them at least a fourth seed or a third seed. No cap. At least? Maybe a fifth, maybe a, a, a third to fifth seed, something in that range. Maybe, maybe not because they're a brand new team, they're young, but I think they have enough experience. Like, think about DeMar DeRozan, he has some playoff experience. Then you got um, Lonzo, he's kind of grown up. Caruso, a lot of playoff experience. It's just the only problem is these guys have to lead now. And then think of the young guns they already have. They got Zach Levine still and Kobe. Oh my God. What do you think? What do you think about the Chicago Bulls? And what seed would you put them at, like, prediction-wise? Uh, I think they are a very deep team now. Yes. When you have – when you have, <laughs> so my prediction of the starting lineup has to be uh, Lonzo, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I, th- I think their power forward is going to be Patrick Williams, their, their rookie that they had last year. Mm-hmm. And then um, Nikola Vukovic. Uh, that team is stacked they have all-stars on the team yes and then and then when you have kobe white caruso and the other people the other members of the team coming off the bench that team is deep the only thing that's going to stop them is they have to figure out the chemistry right so um lonzo like i said he has grown up but he needs to be the point guard he needs to be he needs to be the facilitator. He needs to be able to shoot from three. They need to – they're going to be a, a a running gun team. Right. Zach Levine, DeMar – I know DeMar DeRozan is getting older, but DeMar has to be the leader. Zach Levine needs to – he needs to lead the team in points. Mm-hmm. Lonzo needs to lead the team in assists. Vukovic needs to lead the team in rebounds. He could be a 20-10 and 10 guy any night. I, I think – I yeah, think he's... they'll have – 
I won't be surprised if they have at least two all-stars on their team this year. But I I would say I would say they're they'd probably be uh man, it's kind of tough because I want to put Philly had Philly had the plan to make it work last year. That's why they're number one seed. Right. But without Ben Simmons, they're not the number one seed anymore. Um so without Milwaukee Ben Simmons, you don't without think ben, without Ben Simmons, they're not the number one seed. You can't lose your defensive player a year and still be the number one seed. That's true. That's so, true. So I still I think they could be in the playoffs. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be number one, number two, number three, but you still have Milwaukee who still has everybody on their court. Yep. You still got Brooklyn with if they don't have Kyrie, they still have Kevin Durant and James Harden. Right. I think Chicago can be I think their ceiling. I I, I would <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they're the number three seed. I think they would if anything. Oh, no, you would be surprised. You would no, be a little bit. I can no, tell you're they, really you're really reluctant because I know you wanna say like they're gonna do amazing things, but there's also a lot of development that needs to happen. I think that's what's holding your yeah. your prediction back a little bit. Yeah, right? I think they can be the number three seed. Right. I'd be surprised if they're higher because of the chemistry, but I'm expecting them to make the playoffs. And I, if the chemistry doesn't work in the beginning and they can't figure it out, you know, as fast as they would probably like to, um, I wouldn't, I would say they shouldn't, they should be at least a six seed, fifth or six seed. If there's, if they're in the playoff, the, in the playing tournament, then the chemistry isn't working out and they just made it. They're too deep to have to worry about that bro they are mad deep i'm looking at the roster like the full roster on the team they got stanley johnson they got javante green who played with the celtics i believe he was a pretty good player um obviously alex caruso demar Rosen, tyler cook um you know uh vukjevic and kobe white and, you know, Patrick Williams, like, he's he's pretty decent. Um, I'm not sure, like, in terms of defensive, they're going to be – I think defensively they're going to be great because they got Lonzo there and Vucevic and, and those kind of players. And then offensively, they could all score. You know, I think the biggest key is who's going to be that main player. Is it going to be Zach Levine or is it going to be DeMar DeRozan? Probably DeMar DeRozan. No, I feel like DeMar DeRozan is – he's getting to the point where he has to be the veteran. He has to be the one to make the smart plays, but Zach Levine needs to be the one that leads the team in scoring. He need Zach Levine. I think he needs to try and average twenty five a game. Okay, but who's going to be the closer? Because I think that's Demar Derozan. Uh, can I feel like it's going to be who, whoever has the hot hand, Zach Levine or Demar Derozan? So real quick, Demar Derozan last year averaged twenty one point six point nine assists and four rebounds in sixty one games. That's pretty good. If he did that for this team. That's all he needs to do. He don't need to average more than uh, 20 points a game, to be honest. I think the assists might go down because you got Alonzo now. you got facilitators. But um, the rebounds can go up a little bit. And, you know, maybe if he needs to score a little bit more, he can. Um, The Bulls were 31 and 41 last year, so pretty bad. Another stat to give out, Alonzo averaged 15 points, uh, six assists, and almost five rebounds in 55 games. Um, For him – Maybe get the scoring up, but if not, let's focus on getting the assist up. I think that's the biggest thing. He need to average like eight assists a game. Yeah, if he could, if he could be a 15, eight, I'd say 15, eight, and six mm-hmm. type of guy, I think I think that's that's where I expected Lonzo to be. I didn't expect Lonzo to be a 
like LaMelo, you know, getting 20, 25 points a game. Right. I expect him to – he could be great as a 15 to 18 points per game. He can get you eight, nine assists a game and still get you rebounds. I think that's a win. Okay, you're right about this. So, Zach Levine, he plays 58 games last year. He averaged 27 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Exactly. Stay exactly like that. But I don't know. I still think DeMar DeRozan is the closer. And that's yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with that. But No, nah, he, you know, he's the veteran. He's the veteran. But, oh, man, this team is going to be tough. Like, I don't know how I feel because it's like you got four players that could legitimately be all-stars. Four. I think Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic, who he was an all-star, and then Kobe White. I believe he could be an all-star too, possibly the way he'd be playing. What do you think about Kobe White? Uh, I think it's too early for him. And I think with the when you put Lonzo in and now you got DeMar DeRozan and other people who need the ball, I feel like that's that could stunt his growth. Mm-hmm. I like Kobe White. If they didn't have Lonzo, Kobe White should be the starter. Right. I think you could put Kobe White on on a whole bunch of other teams. In all honesty, if I was Philly, I'd go after Kobe White. Right. Kobe White can be your starting point guard and he can he can produce. But now that the team is so deep. Kobe White can be a great six man, but. Lonzo and DeMar and all these other guys, they're going to stunt his growth for to be able to be that. 15 to 20 point per game guy because mm-hmm. they needed Kobe white to produce last year. Now. Yeah. They need him to, but not as much. They, they might not need Zach Levine to hit 27 a night now. Right. If other players can, you know, get buckets. So Kobe white, he averaged 15 points, five assists and four rebounds in 69 games. That's not that bad. If you go from there, you increase that to maybe 18 points a game. Yeah, I, think I think he could score more. It's, I don't think, See, I disagree because, like, if he's coming off the bench, sure, his time is going to be limited. But he can come off the bench and score that 18 points and run with the second unit and kind of get some of the responsibilities there. You know, make that 18 points, keep it at five assists, and then three rebounds. You don't even got to rebound that much. So it's like that might help. He might might develop into a a role player. But Yeah, he can. I just feel like, like right now – I think Kobe's Kobe White's goal should be six man of the year. Mm, okay. But I think in my mind, unless Kobe White is the type of person that's loyal and wants to stick to the team, just play his role. Kobe White, he has the potential to be a starting point guard. So unless he gets paid to be, you know, a lot of money to get to be the six man. Right. I feel like, He's, he might want to leave after his rookie contract. Yeah. And this, I think this is going to be his third year. So he has one more year after this. They're going to have to make a decision. They just signed Lonzo to $80 million. Right. They yeah, did. They gave him that payday. They gave him that payday. They don't have a cap space to keep everybody. So I think Kobe White can be great. But the time is limited now. You made some really good points. So – my thing is, before we talk about another team, I think one of the disadvantages, too, is, like, are they going to be good at three-point percentage? And You know, are they going to shoot from the three a lot? Because I don't know if that team's ready to do that, you know? That, that team's not designed to be three-point shooting. 
but they're scores. They still yeah. score a lot, but they're not yeah. gonna they're not gonna do it effectively or efficiently as yeah. other teams where they're shooting more threes. So could that hinder them from winning games? They they score a lot of points, but it's not a lot of threes. That's less points. No, I don't think I don't think that'll uh that'll hurt. I don't think that'll like stop them from winning. Uh they're they have to be really solid on defense. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna be a running gun team. Like I said, they're gonna be the type of team where Okay, uh, they got a defensive rebound. Give it to Lonzo. Lonzo push it up. They need to be a seven seven seconds or less type of team. Mm-hmm. Just going, pushing, nonstop running. Make the other team tired. You need to play full court basketball. Once you get in the half court, everything is gonna. You know they can go into a, a two three defense or something. And if they can't shoot, you know, effectively right. be the top uh, top ten three point shooting team, then it will hurt them. Right. I think that's how you beat Chicago right now, but their team is still too stacked to just say, oh, well, they can't shoot, so. Okay, that's a good point. So before we move on to the next topic, we kind of talked about an Eastern Conference team. Real quick, what's the new Western Conference team that you think people should look out for? Mm. Put you on the spot a little bit. Uh, I haven't been doing a lot of research. Um, I can't. It's hard to say. I feel like a lot of teams in the West haven't improved except the Lakers. Just been, just been like standard, right? Yeah, everybody kind of stayed where they were except the Lakers. Right. You know, the Clippers, they, from what people are saying, Kawhi might not even play next season. Yeah, they got worse. That's one team that got worse. Especially if you don't play, like, they're not even talking about the Clippers right now. Like, (laughs) like. The Clippers, this is going to be Paul George's, you know, revenge season. You know, he mm-hmm. needs to ball out. But, you know, Denver, they, they kept Denver. everybody. They kept everybody they have, but Jamal Murray is coming back from injury. Right. You don't know how he's coming back. Um, no, yeah, they had the MVP. The MVP just got just got swept in the third round of the playoffs. <laughs> Second round, play, whichever one. You know, I think Jokic will still be, the, you know, MVP candidate. Right. But nobody in the West really got better except the Lakers. They didn't really make any moves. So it's hard to say. Um, I agree with you. It's not like they really added any players. I was looking at like Denver, like they got good players, but people need to improve. Um, of course, like um, with, what's the team? Dame's team, uh, Portland. Portland. They're a great team, but what are they doing to improve? They didn't add anybody new. Um, what the new head coach? I think like yeah, they they just added Chauncey Billups. Yeah, you, you know, know who my favorite is player of all time. But who you know who is going to be a problem though? The Mavs. They just added their new head coach, Jason Kidd. I think. Yeah, they did. Jason Kidd. Yeah, yeah Jason, Jason Kidd. Kidd. Um, I I like the Mavs, but then Jason Kidd isn't a proven head coach to me. He didn't. He doesn't have a winning record. He, he doesn't make big changes. I mean, he is a champion. He did win a championship yeah. with the Mavs. He has some credentials. So did Steve. But yes, he he won a championship. But Steve Kerr. It's you. Okay. It's Steve. What's Steve Kerr doing now? Out the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but that's because Clay Thompson. They're one of their biggest players. That's not like yeah. you're, that's not like Draymond was out for two years and they yeah. lost. Clay Thompson saying. was out yeah. for two two but years. But that's what I'm saying. They, can't put that on Steve Kerr though. No, I'm not. But what I <laughs> what you can't put, I think Steve Kerr can is a great coach. Right, right. But he's a great coach because he's had one great of the greatest backcourts ever. Right. You can't be like, oh well, 
I made Steph Curry. That's true. No, yeah, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's like that's like just say just say the uh just say Brooklyn was healthy and they won the championship last year. You right. gonna say Steve Nash won? Nah. Steve Nash got him made him win? No. <laughs> that's crazy. That'd be the, the only championship you got. Yeah, there's the coaches definitely have a role. They definitely have a big part. But unless you you go to go to the Pistons where you know you're ground zero, you you're you're starting to build something and make that team a playoff contender. For example, uh who's the um the head coach for the Hawks? Um I can't remember his name. He played for Indiana, right? Or no, that's no, he didn't. That's I forgot. Let me look it up real quick. But my point, look what they did out of they fired their head coach, got this new one. Yeah, went, Nate McMillan. He played yeah, Nate McMillan. He, he was from the Pacers. Yeah, he was yeah, they was went crazy at the second half of the year. And look what they did. They overperformed. They they really that's, that's Trey Young, but that's still the head coach, too. Right. They nobody expected them to do that good. You put Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, all these all these people on the team, you 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 better make it to the to the finals. Right. You better perform. So it's like, okay, yeah, they added Jason Kidd, but you know, Jason Kidd, he coached on the on the uh he coached on the Knicks, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was assistant coach in LA. You know, he's not really a proven head coach. For example, another example for you. Ty Lu went to the to the Cleveland, went to the you know finals first few years and all this other stuff. Ty Lue, I'm sure he's a great coach. I'm not saying he's not. But nobody says, oh, Ty Lue went to the finals two, three years in a row. No, LeBron went to the finals. <laughs> but to that point, though, I think Ty Lue learned from that. And I, I would yeah. give him credit. I would, would you give him credit for what he did with the Clippers last year or no? Yes. yes. I would give him a lot of credit for that. Yes. That's Ty Lue is Because Kawhi Leonard is hard to coach. Like, yeah. especially with all the um, off days, load management and dealing with Paul George, too, like. Definitely. You know, he's a diva, I heard, and it's like that team was just unstructured. They lost a lot of players. Yeah, they got rid when, of a lot of players. And then when when uh, when Kawhi went out for the playoffs, and it was just Paul George. Yeah. Paul George stepped up, but Ty Lue also, he did his job. Right. They did better when, than what everybody thought they would do. So I'm not saying that the coaches aren't important. That They definitely are. There are some skilled head coaches, but Jason Kidd hasn't proven to me that he's going to be the, the factor to make the Maverick step up. So when we Lucas Lucas going to do Luca things. Yeah, he's definitely going to do his thing. Can they get Porzingis to step up? They got to trade his ass. They they I feel like on paper Porzingis and Luca would have been dominant, but you know there's rumors saying the chemistry isn't working with them. Porzingis isn't getting the ball, you know, doing as much touches as he want. I feel like he can be great, but it ain't working out. I don't know, Porzingis, man. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. Because, like, when I seen you play in the playoffs, you look like – you look worse than Ben Simmons at times. Yeah, the, to me. The, I, feel so like, like, I feel like the, the offense just ran through Luka and Porzingis wants the ball. But the off, every, the Mavericks is Luka, Luka, Luka. Well, you that can get the be. ball, but can you make baskets? Can you, like yeah. – because you'd be bricking. He'd be bricking a lot, man. I don't yeah. know. I, for, for example, me – as uh you know D- Detroit Pistons fan uh Ooh, you know we 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 have a plan 
if we're, you know, we're not expecting to win a championship this year, even though we want to, you know, we, the mindset you is You don't have to, no expectations. Your team is No, trash. we we have – we, didn't we beat Boston twice last year? Oh, okay. Oh, um, my God, dude. Did you, <laughs> we, made the, we made the playoffs, though, didn't we? Okay, nice job. Uh, but it, you, you don't had, even know what playoffs are. Like the, the, Boston, the Boston Celtics were expecting to make the playoffs, and they got in by a playing tournament. We didn't have expectations. We just we just what? Did it because we're Boston. What? Shut There's up. no expectations. It's just up. we know already what to what's, what's gonna happen. Made the playoffs. <laughs> All right, but um, Gabe covered like, right that business too. Tatum was dropping buckets on his head. Okay, he got one fifty point game, and then. One fifty point game. That's a big deal. I don't yes. care. Jason Tatum is great. Yes, he is. But they still lost, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> my point is, put Porzingis on another team since he's not working out there, and I still think he can be a good player. He can't yeah, be seven seven two and not be good. So With how that type of three point shooting? Everything. How are we making this work then? You know, you're you're Jason Kidd. Or sorry, uh, yeah, Jason Kidd. You're joining the Mavs. You know shit runs through Luka and their chemistry is not good. Do you give him more touches? Do you change your offense and affect Luka's play? Or how are you going to try to make that work? Because it's like, to me, I just think, like, he should accept that role because you're not that guy. Luka is. Put your ego to the side and try to get him more touches, but you still the second option. Like, you make it known. Like, honestly, I'll have a meeting and before the season starts, like, Luca, Luca's that guy. We're gonna run his offense through through Luca because he yeah. he's the one who's gonna give him the ball. Essentially, yeah. we're not gonna say, "Hey, Porzingis, throw it out to Porzingis," and Porzingis starts dribbling. And no, you're too big for that. You too, you're not gonna make your shots. You're not gonna be effective. Let Luca be a playmaker and give yeah. you easy buckets. Yeah, Luca has to be the number one option, and exactly. Porzingis just has to be. He has to be more effective. That's it. He just has to be more effective. You know, when when Luca goes sits on the bench. Porzingis need to step up. That's where that's the chance. Show that okay, uh, Luca, you tired? Go ahead, sit out. You ain't got to take a two minute break. I got this. Think about CJ McCollum. You think he sits around in Portland like, damn man, Dame's just hogging the ball. I don't get no touches. What? No. He gets uh, more than enough touches, and they win games because they know how to share the ball. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I, it could just be chemistry. I mean, chemistry is really important. You're right. Um, so. Kind of like we're mixing up some topics, but I kind of want to talk about this. So, like, I think you're right about the Lakers, man. Like, let's let's look at them real quick. I wanted to do Lakers versus Nets, but it's kind of tough to talk about it right now with Kyrie out. To me, like, we might have to uh, pick a different team to come out of the East, like, in my predictions, if Kyrie's not going to play. But we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Let's talk about the Lakers because you brought up a good point. So, to me, I think the Lakers, they have a great team. They got the best player in the world, LeBron James. I don't care what nobody says, even though he's old. And to me, their coach is actually good. They got a great head coach. Now, in a percentage, you know, on a pie chart, what percentage would Frank Vogel be? Like, I'm not saying he's going to be most of the reason why that you win. It's going to be because you got Rajon Rondo and LeBron and those kind of players. But I think he makes the team better, the head coach, because he has playoff experience. He's played against LeBron, with LeBron, and he just knows how to galvanize the troops and, and really, like, get everyone in, in one unit when maybe players get heated. Because if Russell Westbrook, he has to deal with that now. Now, if Russell messes up the chemistry with the team, Frank Vogel has to maybe step in. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, so how do you think that team looks like? I, what's the ceiling? Like, do you think they're going to win it all? Like, what's how do you feel about Russ being there and the new additions? Like, let's just talk about the Lakers for a second, because they seem like a very complete team when you really break it down. Uh, I'm not going to say they're a complete team only because the Westbrook, LeBron, AD, you know, it's not a team where you could be like, oh, yeah, this fits. Because, it's a big three, so we can start with the big yeah, three. You don't yeah, think the big three fits? I think it'll work. I think, you know, they're – I think it can work, but I think LeBron is better when he's surrounded by shooters. Right. Russell Westbrook isn't a shooter, but his competitive and his his competitiveness and his desire to win can still – they can still win. Quick question. Go ahead. Was Dwayne Wade a shooter? No, Dwayne Wade wasn't a shooter. I'm not saying that he was I'm not Chris Bosch a shooter. Kinda. He can shoot. He can, he can shoot. shoot. But so he, Anthony Davis can shoot. Yeah, yeah. It can work. Sounds very similar. Yeah, it can work. The only thing is, I'm not saying they don't have shooters in uh in LA, but in Miami, they had shooters. Not counting the big three, they had shooters. Right, right. So it can work. I expect no less for them to be in the finals. When you got Ky- uh, when you got Carmelo, and you, know, you got you got you know Rondo, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore. You know you have people who can THC. make plays. Yeah, you have people who can make plays. It's all going to depend on health and chemistry. I know I keep saying chemistry, but I feel like AD. LeBron and Westbrook, they all have to put their egos aside and they all want to win. Right. So if they can do that, I'm, I'm sure I, like I said, I expect no less than for them to be in the finals. But from your take, it sounds like you're basically saying like, yeah, they're going to make it to the finals, but I don't think they could win at all. It depends on. So if they play Brooklyn. Fully healthy disclaimer, fully healthy. Full, yeah, LA's fully healthy. Brooklyn's fully healthy. The only thing that's going to stop Brooklyn, they won't have Kyrie for home games. That's a big deal, though. That's you miss half deal. the season, you're going to lose. You're even if you make it to the playoffs, you might not make it out the second round again. Yeah. So I feel that's like thing. I feel like the Lakers. I, I'm putting I'm putting money to the Lakers winning it all this year. It don't if sound the, like it though. I'm sorry. If, it don't sound like like it. I said, it all depends on chemistry. I, I, like I said, I expect them to make the playoffs. I expect them to be in the finals. Okay. If Kyrie gets the COVID shot, he's playing home games. I expect Brooklyn to win it all if they're completely healthy. But when it comes to how deep the team is, yeah, yeah, Brooklyn has more firepower. The Lakers are are deeper. They have more people who can, you know. When you have Melo, who has playoff experience, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, Westbrook, AD, LeBron, you're you're deep. You have that playoff experience, and everybody on that team, I feel like they they don't have like a, oh well, we ain't got nobody to play defense. They do. They can't say, oh, we don't have people who can't shoot threes. They do. Right. They don't. They might not have the elite firepower as Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. But as comparing those two teams, the Lakers are more complete than 
than uh, Brooklyn. But Brooklyn just has bigger guns. So health is always a big factor. But I think the Lakers are going to be smart about this. They're all together. Even though Russell Westbrook could be a train wreck at times, I think because they're older, I think because LeBron's there, I think because the team is a complete team to me, basically because they got a great coach, they got a great, they got great masterminds and they're going to come up with a plan. They're not going to burn themselves out and go through these problems because look, the Nets are already losing to me. They're already losing before games even start. Yeah, That's how I feel. So if that's the case, if I'm the Bucks, I'm eating up the Brooklyn Nets. And I honestly, I think I'm starting to change my mind about who's coming out of the East because guess what? Yeah. By this rate, I don't even think the, the Nets are going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to say it right now. I think it's going to be the Bucks, and I don't know who else. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out who else, but I think the Bucks is going to come out of the East. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. You think Giannis, uh, you think Giannis likes uh, seeing James Harden with Kevin Durant over there? You think he likes that? Hell no. I'm eating them boys up and I'm taking advantage of the fact that Kyrie could potentially not be playing. So every team needs to take advantage of that. Yeah, every team, but who's going to actually do it? And I think it's the Bucs. They just won a championship. Yeah, they they... just won the championship. And people are already talking about, oh, well, because Kevin Durant was by himself and this and that. And then when Kevin Durant won the, uh, the Olympics, oh, he's the best player in the world, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Giannis is just like, yo, didn't I just win finals MVP? Didn't I just <laughs> win a championship with the team I've been with for five plus years or whatever? Like, oh, and I'm not a closer. I'm not. He has so much more to prove. I think yeah. Giannis is going to eat them boys up, bro. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. My two two teams that I'm picking to be in the finals, if Brooklyn can be healthy and if Kyrie can play, and the Bucks, And my, my third team where – if they can keep it going, I will not be shocked if they can do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm putting the Hawks in there again. Oh! If they can play how they played last season, I'm not I'm not expecting them to destroy teams, but they went to another level. They did. And nobody expected it. Trey Young is that guy. But they need someone else on that team to get to they the next do. level. They, they need like a Bradley Bill, or they need like a, uh, if DeMar DeRozan went, that would have been tough. Like they need another player to kind of get I, them to that level. But the only thing I like about the Hawks, they didn't trade for the team they have. They didn't make big trades. Let they you know, made small let, trades. Uh, they made yeah, small let, trades. Let DeAndre Hunter or can't uh, what's his name? Um, uh, John Collins. No, John Collins needs to step up too. Yeah, he but, need to step up to the plate. He is not yeah, playing like DeAndre, he's supposed to. But let DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish step up and be that number two guy. They they have the potential. I don't uh I can't quote exactly what he said, but I forget who said it, but they said Cam Reddish is that guy. When he's playing in high school and he's playing in college, Cam Reddish is that guy. I want to say it was um I want to say it was uh what's the 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 guy on um the Timberwolves? Um the shooting guard, I can't remember his name. Um the shooting guard? Yeah, yeah. No, talking the, about D'Angelo Russell, right? No, no, no. He's a point guard. guard. When he was he was almost rookie of the year. I can't remember his name. 
he dunked on dude from Toronto. But Anthony Edwards. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. I'm, I think it was Anthony Edwards who said it. I could be wrong. But they were saying Cam Reddish is that guy. He's put the ball in his hands. He is that guy. Another thing I would do if if they if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Trade Ben Simmons and put him on, on Philly. Wait, wait. Trade Ben Simmons where? To Philly. I mean, I'm sorry, to Atlanta. For who? You better not be Trey Young. Young. Like no, of what? Course, of course not. I'm John saying, Collins. Get rid of his ass. It, it Get rid of John Collins. It could be John Collins. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I just want to um quickly. I'm sorry, Lo. I have to do this, but yeah. didn't you compare Jalen Brown? To John Collins at some point, yeah. and are you terribly wrong about that? Because Jalen yeah. Brown is that dude. Don't ever do that again. I just want to. Sorry, I had to do that. I had to remind the audience like of that blasphemy that you said. You can call me out too, but I just had to because yeah. we know John Collins is not that guy. Yeah, Jalen Brown definitely stepped up. John <laughs> he Collins, stepped, no, he did more than step up, but yeah. okay. <laughs> John Collins, he disappointed this season, but he still can be a twenty. He. Not last year, but the year before that, he was a 20 and 10 guy. I feel like he still can be, but he's just not consistent right now. That's you that's a useless 20 and 10 guy to me, unless you're on a third, you're a third, you're a third option for a championship team, sure. But if you just doing that and it's not really helping the team, that there's people that can score and don't help the team. Yeah, I feel like like for for the I feel like a perfect setup for the Hawks. Swap, and they they kind of play the similar, but this other person's better. Mm-hmm. Swap John Collins for Julius Randle. Ooh, in, that's in some, they're not going to give him yeah, up though. No, they wouldn't give him up unless they would have to give up John Collins, you know, um, uh, DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish. You know, they'd have to give up more pieces. Right. But if I was, if I, if Atlanta wanted to come better defensively, trade John Collins. For Ben Simmons. Right. I feel like, okay, yeah, Ben Simmons still can't shoot. But don't have him as your point guard. Have him as your power, your, your point forward. Trey Young still still does all the ball movements. But now you ain't got to worry about uh, the defensive player of the year locking you up because he's on your team. Right. If I was Atlanta, I would do that. Yeah, looking at Cam Reddish's number numbers, I mean, he don't got too much, right, because he's, he's only been in the league for two years. But he's averaged 11 points a game, four rebounds, and almost two assists. Uh, he definitely needs to get his three-point percentage up, shooting 26% last year from the three, but shooting 36% from field goal range, um, g- general range. Uh, I agree with you on those moves. I just think Atlanta has to do something to, yeah. to, to step it up if they really want to win it all. So I think they will get there. I think keep your coach, keep Trey Young. And just maybe move some pieces around, and maybe in the next two or, two or three years, we could see the Hawks in the finals. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. You know, but they're gonna run into my team. That's what's gonna happen. Tatum, You're, no, 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 Boston's gonna run into Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> how how they played last year? I know Boston had a lot of health issues, you know, COVID and all other stuff. So I like I still expect Boston to be in the playoffs. I expect. My expectation of Boston, if they stay healthy, <laughs> is still a, a top top four seed. Right. Boston is that team if they can stay healthy. They is that team. 
but they didn't add anybody. I feel like Detroit had a better offseason than than Boston. No. Once you, if you get the number one pick, you had the better better offseason than a lot of teams. Fine, fair. that's fair. That's fair. But you still. I'm not. Like, I'm not saying Detroit is. Yes, I am. Detroit is better than Boston. But I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying Boston should be a top four, top five team. Right. Why well, we gotta be that every year? Why can't we have a year off? <laughs> we did last year. Time to step it up. <laughs> you can't have. You can't have. Jason Tatum and say, "Oh, we need a we need a year off." No, they gotcha. <laughs> they have the team to be better. Yo, shout out real quick, shout out to Jalen Brown because he does um, forums and lectures for I forgot the school of Harvard or one of those big schools. Um, he be doing that kind of stuff, so make sure you guys check out his stuff, man. Um, Jalen Brown's a really smart dude. But anyway, getting back to to on track. Yeah, you're exactly right, man. We got to um, – our team has to figure it out. We're going to have that be a whole topic for a different time because there's so many problems with Boston, and it's not like things are, like, right in front of them that, like, they're obvious problems. I think they're just things that are kind of going to mess up the team over time because right now we didn't really do anything. You know, I just don't feel like we we stepped up as much um, in terms of, like, how you said offseason, getting new players and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they kept everybody they had. Right, which and is I, good. Smart, keep him. Tatum, Brown, keep him. But uh, I see, I seen in the um, in the uh, in the um summer league, mm-hmm. uh, your your rookie last year, he he, he played well. Richard. He did really Richard good. Richard is yeah. amazing. I told you he's a really good. Yeah, he's he's pickup. pretty good. He was a great pickup. So that might dude, well start him. huh? You might as well start him. No, he's he's really good. The reason why I like him is because when things are getting tough, he would just step up to the plate. Like I seen him do step back threes on people and he's short as hell and he's just like doing it. He's just not scared. He is not scared. He's not. And I like, That's what I like, I like him about him. So I actually want to segue into this next topic because I like talking about some of these players. And like you said, I think the West, there's not too many changes. The East, a little bit more. But there's another team I think is actually tough that I used to not like at all, and no one likes them. But in the terms West? of organization, no, East. In terms of organization, Gotta we don't like East. them. <sighs> See, Gotta you read my East. mind, man. So <laughs> real quick, let, let me let me finish this point. And then what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to talk about some of the rookies and then some playoff predictions to end off the podcast. So you're right. You made a really good point, Lo. We didn't gain any players on our team, but you know what we did do? We let go of a player. We let go of a really good player that could affect how our team and the Knicks play. That is the team I wanted to bring up next. So I'm kind of like, damn, like, should we have gotten rid of Kemba Walker? Part of me, yes. And I'm going to let you, you know, talk on that point. But how do you, you know, first question, how do you feel about Kemba being on the Knicks, how do you feel about the Knicks? And then how do you feel it will affect the Boston Celtics? Do you think it was subtra- addition by subtraction, that it was a good thing that we let go of him? How do you feel about that? Because I know Kemba was going through injuries and kind of holding the team back at some point. Not that it was his fault. He's a great locker room guy, and he's a great, great scorer. But he's not Isaiah Thomas or something. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. how uh, do you feel about that? Uh, I feel like Kemba's a great player. Um, I feel like... Boston knew what they had with Pritchard. And they were like, okay, they seen that last season wasn't going so well. Mm -hmm. So they said, in my opinion, let's give up Kemba. You know, we're paying him some money. Let's get him out of here. You know, he can go 
try and win somewhere else, and let's give this this young guy a chance. I think that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I feel like it's going to benefit both teams because, like I said, I, I like Pritchard, so I think it's good for Boston. But I feel that for the Knicks, I'm not – I'm not looking at the Knicks like, ooh. Like You're not? Okay. No. Like, okay, they they had they still got Julius Randle. That's cool. I like RJ Barrett a lot. You know, Derek Rose and you know, they played with Detroit. That's my guy. He, he's mm-hmm. he's gonna be a legend. Kemba, like you said, he gets injured a lot. He's still gonna be that guy, but he gets injured a lot. They they don't I feel like as an organization, you wanna get people to come to New York. Mm-hmm. They're get they're getting better, right? People they are, are wanting they're, to go to New York. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna be okay. They had a great season last year, but I don't see them competing for a championship. Like you know, I feel like if they do make play, the, the playoffs, they're gonna be a first second round. Depending on who they play, they might make it second round. After that, I don't expect them to win. So uh, I don't think they got worse. I think they gotten better. They they got another weapon, mm-hmm. but I think for Boston, it it was a win win situation. We also got rid of Evan Fournier too. Yeah, where'd he go? Evan Fournier, he went to the Knicks too. Oh yep. yeah, I forgot. I forgot so, about that. Damn, they taking everybody. Here's the thing, man. I I felt like you before the season started, and I was like, man, the Knicks, whatever, man, that team's trash. But they got they got Obi Toppin, Evan Fournier. Kemba Walker, Derrick Rose, and R.J. Barrett. You got to understand, R.J. Barrett was very young, and he still has a lot, a long way to go, but he's developing. I, I, I like R.J. Barrett. He's great. He still has a lot to work on, but he's great. You got an energetic um, guard that can play defense, Obi Toppin. Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, they can score. Those two together, they can really, really score when they want to. And then Derrick Rose coming off the bench, veteran leadership. You know what I'm saying? And he stepped up in the playoffs. Think about that. They were running on fumes, and it, everyone felt so bad for Derrick Rose because he shouldn't be in that position. He should be on he a winning team to. as a third option. He wanted to because of the money, I think. I think it was the money, man. No, I'm not going to say it's because of the money. I think he wants to be prime Derrick Rose again, or he wants to have that feeling like where he feels like he's the best on the court, and he hasn't been able to play 30 minutes a night in a long time, especially right. for a playoff team. So I feel like he he wants to show the world, oh yeah, I can still. I'm not who, who I used to be, but who I am now is working, and I can be your starting point guard or somebody who's playing 30 minutes a night, and that's a that's a, a that, real threat. That's contradicting though, because I feel like how are you proving that now that Kemba's here? You know, he was playing it cool, like yeah, I don't care if I come off the bench, but how are you proving that? Are you saying that you're going to do that in the playoffs? Is that what you're saying that you're going to come off the bench? And be this great player off the bench, and then in the playoffs, you're gonna see me work and carry the team. Be a big factor why we win in the playoffs. Basically, I feel I feel like if if they make the playoffs, if he does come off the bench, mm-hmm. if he makes the playoffs, he's still gonna he's gonna want to play 30 minutes again a night, right? On as a starter or on the bench. But if he if the team needs him to start, he will do it. And I feel like that's great for him until he gets hurt again. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. You know, I want I want Derek Derrick Rose to me is a Hall of Famer. You know, he can he can always come back to Detroit. Right. You know, I loved when he was there, but 
I I'm praying that he does not get hurt again. So real quick, the Knicks were 41 and 31 last year. Julius Randle had 24 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists in 71 games. That is great. And he won. The, that's what I was gonna say. It's the stat says it here. He won his first most improved player award. And I just want to put disclaimer. And you mentioned this before, like winning six man of the year, winning most improved player. I'm not saying it's as hard as like the MVP because the MVP is extremely hard to get. But to win these awards, they're they're very hard to do. That's yeah, impressive. If you win any award people, like that, that's very, very impressive. Definitely. Uh, we For for the most improved award, you know, yeah, Jules, I'm not mad Julius Randle got it. He he showed he worked hard last year, but, you know. Jeremy Grant from the Pistons was sec- he came in second for that award. Mm. You know, Jeremy Grant he went from being a role player on Denver to the leading scorer on the Pistons. Like I, like I said, I'm not mad that Julius Randle got it, but I think that award that award is definitely something special. Six man, you know, there's a lot of people coming off the bench trying to outplay everybody. That award is something serious. Defense Player of the Year, all this other stuff, they they mean something. No, they do, and this stuff translates into if your team wins or loses. Real yeah. quick, Jeremy Grant, when you're speaking to him, he was actually – that was really impressive when he he was able to go to the Pistons. He got paid really well, and I thought he was going to yeah. be a bust. 22 points, four rebounds, and two assists in 54 games last year. That's amazing to, yeah. for him to get that. And I didn't even know he was in the running for most improved, but I'm not surprised by that. If he was number two on that list, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a great player. I'm – I'm hoping that the Pistons don't make any stupid moves and try and trade him for right. his trade value. But, like, Jeremy Grant is what started our rebuild. Right. We got rid of Blake Griffin. You know, we got – you know, we still got Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart. You know, Sadiq Bay scored uh, 30 on Boston Celtics last year. But uh, – <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> but Sadiq Bay and fuck, Isaiah fuck Stewart. Sadiq Bay. <laughs> Sadiq Bay made um, all rookie first team. Isaiah Stewart. Hello? Hello. We made all rookie second team. No, we got great. Still got Jeremy Grant. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. But, you know, you got Isaiah Stewart. You still got um, Sadiq Bey. They're all rookie teams. Then you still got Jeremy Grant. You still got – we just added Cade Cunningham. We have the pieces. We are like – we tanked for one season, and we have a plan. And that's what I love about Detroit. It's not like I'm not saying we're going to win this year. You know, we're we're going to be competitive, but we're still young. So, you know, it's going to take a few seasons for us to get, you know, develop. But we have the pieces so to you, say we know where we're going. So you think you're the Hawks. That's what you think right now. I, you, I, you like the I, Hawks in the early years. before. Yeah. They, yeah. That's I how you feel it. I do. You know what we you have, are, but you know what you better are. Better than Boston. Better than Boston. <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be our our uh, toilet paper for the Boston right. Celtics. That's what you right. always. All do. Right. I just want to remind game. you. Wait for that game. Wait. Bro, for we it. might I have put, to actually I'll go to a, that game. I'll put it right now. Fifty dollars that the Pistons win. All right, Ben. When's the first game? I don't even care. Assuming that our our I want our no, um no right, no no right now I want both right teams now. no 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 right listen. Now. Real right quick, now. real quick. Right now. No. I don't care who, I don't because, care who plays. So if your starting player doesn't play, but Kay, ours do. Kay Cunningham doesn't play. Sadiq Bay don't play. Jeremy Grant don't play. Pistons Pistons still win. Pistons. Yeah, he's wild. <laughs> All right. All right, fine. I'll put 50 on it. I'll put 50 All on right, it right man, now. Y'all heard it here first. 50 on it. 
I'm a man, you know, because you I was trying to make it fair and say, oh, let's assume all the players are all the full the full <laughs> rosters are playing. You said, I don't care, Sadiq Bay, I don't care, you know, K Cut. I don't care. Okay, bet. And we'll see how your rookie do too. The he's not uh, rookie no more, but they don't play until February. Okay, well, we got some time. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to play till February because we got other important teams to play. They they put them on the back end of our of our um uh, what's it called? The schedule because mm-hmm. the right. trash that's, teams. You know, that's the that's the clutch time. You know that, right? Well, it's gonna be easy because we'll get the hard games. You're gonna lose both games. No, right? we're gonna get the hard teams out the way, and then we're right. gonna do the easy teams going into February into the playoffs. Like it's kind of gonna be like we're tuning up, and you're our workout buddies because you're not right. you're not you're not making the playoffs, but we are. We just need some practice, like some bullshit oh, yeah. practice. You, you definitely need practice. No, we're just gonna use y'all <laughs> for that little practice. But anyway, all right. All right. To end the podcast, man, because we've been talking for a minute. I lost track a little bit. Real quick, let's talk about um, rookie competition. So, um, you know, I think you mentioned two rookies, right, that are, that are kind of going to be competing with each other. Who do you think out of those two rookies are going to um, do great? Who was it? Uh, Jalen Green and Cade um, Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. So let's talk uh, about that. So, of course, I'm a, I'm a Piston. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I want Cade to win Rookie of the Year. The only thing I like about I, so I think Cade is a more complete player, but I think Jalen Green is a more NBA ready player. Right. He's a Jalen Green is the next Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. And okay. I like him, but Cade, like we have, we already have reports. Cade or Jalen Green wants to win Rookie of the Year. Which is cool, but Cade wants to win a championship. Jalen Green is thinking about himself. And, you know, his mindset, he probably knows that Houston's not going to be a great team. Right. But so his mindset is already just him, him, him. He just wants to prove the world that he should have been number one pick. Cool. Like, I'm, when it comes, when you look at the teams, I'm, I'm expecting, me personally, as a Pistons fan, I'm expecting Pistons to be better than Houston. But when you look at the teams, you got as of right now, you still have John Wall. You still got now you got Jalen Green. You still have John you know, Wall. I don't think John Wall is going to be there. No, I'm. But I'm saying as of right now, they do still have him. I'm pretty sure he's not going to play. I'm sure first he's half get of the traded. season, you think? No, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to get traded. I, I I've read reports that said uh, he was um that they were going to sit him out and they're going to trade him. Gotcha. But as of right now, if he did play. They no. If he doesn't go anywhere, he's still in the locker room. He's still getting to being able to coach these young guys. So you got Jalen Green, you got um, Christian Wood, who played as as a Piston. He, and I I hate that we got rid of him. I wasn't he that on that list him. of most improved? I think too. Yeah, yeah. He was. I think he was in the running at least. Yeah, he was. He just got hurt and he missed a, a portion of the season. Mm-hmm. I I hated the Pistons for not not keeping him. I wish we would have kept him. He was great, and then he went to Houston. And he bought out. Yo. Um. They still have. Um. Uh, they got that dude from Cleveland. Um. What's his name? I don't remember his name. But they got you no know, Jay Sean Tate. They got they got a whole bunch of young pieces who are really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the dude I'm talking about, um, Kevin Porter Jr. He's really good. You know, they have the pieces where they should be. They should. They're not a playoff team, but they should be competing. They're just like the Pistons. The Pistons have young guys who want to win and compete. 
they have the same thing. It's just that Cade is more complete. He might not get you 25 a night. He, you know, he can. He can. I, I'm expecting Cade to get me, you know, 18, 20 points a night. He can still get me six, seven assists a night, and he can still get, you know, four or five rebounds. I'm happy with that. Jalen Green, I'm ex- he's he'll be faster to be in the, you know, trying to lead the, the lead the, the league in points. Right. That's it. He does have some court vision. You know, he's a good passer and all that, but he's a scorer. So I think Cade Cunningham is the better player overall. And he will be rookie of the year. And let's look at some interesting stats here, man. So we'll start with your boy, Kay Cunningham. I mean, it sounds like you're a little biased because you're on your team, but I'm not going to agree with that. I'm going to say you're right about the points you're making because it does sound like Jalen Green is more (laughs) in it for himself. But he sounds like someone who's just so confident that once he wins rookie of the year, he's going to be like, all right, what's next? And that could could hurt him. But if he's that confident, he's going to be like LaMelo Ball in a sense. Like he's just going to come in and play and, Nobody's going to say nothing. He's just going to do it. He's just going to show it. Whether yeah. it's his, his individual stuff or not, I don't think that's going to get in the way of his success, though. That's, no, I, you know, uh, you can't be success without the individual stuff. Right. So I feel like, you know, every player should have their goals. Mm-hmm. But Cade wants, Cade wants to help the team win. Right. Jalen Green wants to put the team on his back and do it himself. And not not saying like he doesn't trust his other teammates, but like I said, he's he's going to be the guy that in two three years, if not now, he'll be averaging thirty a night. Probably, but he might not be winning a championship anytime soon. As much as K Cunningham, or if K Cunningham doesn't even stay with the the Pistons, he could be on a team where he's just the second or third option or something like that. Yeah, he be more of a winner. Yeah, he's more team oriented. Right. So when we look at some of these stats, so I'm looking at Oklahoma State when he, he played um, in the Big 12. This was last year. Um, Kay Cunningham averaged 20 points a game. He averaged four turnovers. Um, let's see. His uh, field goal percentage, 43%. Three-point percentage was 40%. That's pretty impressive. Yep. Um, and he shot free throws. He shot 84%. So not too bad. He played 27 games. Um I mean, obviously this is college, right? But I think these numbers, how can how could these numbers translate for him? Like the 21, 20 points a game, six rebounds and three assists. What do you think that translates to in his first year? So I think when he was on Oklahoma State, he didn't have people around him. So right. he had to do everything himself. Right now, you know, he's not going to be the number one option. Jalen, or not, I'm sorry, uh, Jeremy Grant is going to be our number one option right? when it comes to scoring because that's what he's been doing. Uh, I feel like – so everybody on the team except for Isaiah Stewart because of injury played on the summer league team. So Cade averaged about the same points, maybe a little less. Uh, he shot – he only played like two or three games, but he shot 50% from three. Uh, I want to say he shot over 40% from, from the field. You know, he's he's shown – highlights of why he's great right he, he played great defense he's you know he can shoot he can go to the paint he could pass you know I feel like I said he's gonna play he's gonna have similar 
similar stats, mm-hmm. but his assists might go down because we might not be look. We still have Killian Hayes, our number seven pick from last year, who didn't get to play a lot last year, but he's more of a true point guard. I was mixing him up with Kate Cunningham for some yeah, reason. Kill, Killian <laughs> Hayes, he he didn't play well last season. He couldn't get his feet, you know, he couldn't stay healthy, so he missed a big portion of the, of the season. Trash. He didn't get to shoot so well, but. I feel like he's more of a true point guard. So let him be the point guard. Let Cade be the shooting guard. They're going to yep. play off of each other. I feel that just when it comes to our Killian Hayes, Caden Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, who can, who he's not a point guard, but he can uh, contribute as a, like as a, as a point small forward. Yeah. And then we still have Jeremy Grant who can also do the same thing. Any, anybody on our one through four, can be the offensive initiator right and that we're our team is so um was we're so anybody can do it and then Cade's what uh six seven six eight our team is long our team is tall our team is athletic our team can shoot we have the diverse to be able to do any type of matchup right Cade can go if he wanted if our team wanted to, Cade can go down and play the power forward. He 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 has a post game. He you know he he might not be as strong, but he's tall. He could play the small forward. He could play shooting guard. He could play point guard. So yeah, six eight. Damn. Yeah. So he's he has the ability. He has the tools. Mm-hmm. We just got to make sure we put him in a position to win. So again, are you saying that the numbers 20, 20 points, six rebounds, and three assists is going to vary depending on how they use him or the types of matchups that are going to happen? So you don't think it's going to be a consistent number? Like he's going to translate that 20 into that first year. It could maybe go from like he just is the first half, maybe he's averaging like 15, and then maybe the second half of the season, he's averaging like 12 or something, depending on his role because health wise, he probably would be fine, but it just sounds like matchups and all that kind of stuff. His numbers are going to vary up and down. Uh, I think, I think Cade is the type of player where he's going to want to, if, if just say Jeremy Grant is hot, he's going to want to keep finding him. Oh, right. let's give it to the high hand. Let's make the right play. Right. But if the, if the game is on the line, Cade knows, all right, my time to shine this is what I'm here for. Yep. So I feel like, I feel like Cade can average 20 points a night, but I feel like, you know, he's not looking to, to score like, Oh, all right. First quarter, I got to get me 10 points. Yep. So I feel like he can, I won't be surprised if he averages 26 and three or, you know, anything like that. But we got to make sure the chemistry is good too. And also my last thing about the Detroit is that I just think, in order for them to win, I need Jeremy Grant to be the second option. He can't be the first option for scoring. I'm sorry. I think I think it's just that's, right now. That's a no no. Yeah, I don't. For now, don't, yeah, of course. Yeah, but. Jeremy, our team still for us to be a championship team, Cade's gonna have to step up fast. You know, um, Sadiq Bay is gonna have to be. You know, he can. He's gonna have to be perfect from three. Not perfect, but you know, he's gonna shoot fifty percent from three. Right. You know, all our pieces need to mesh perfectly for us to win with this team right now. But we still are later down the road after we develop, we're still going to need somebody else. Right. So, and Jeremy Grant, I feel like he's just a stepping tool. If he mm-hmm. can play how he did last year, let's just say Jeremy Grant just jumps up to 27 a night. Mm-hmm. I love him. He can stay. Now, 22 points a night, you're great. You're, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. 
let him develop into a 20 like this year he's now he's averaging 25 a night the next next year now he's averaging 27 a night if he can stay there i ain't, I ain't got a problem with you being a number one option as long as we're winning but i feel like for a team for our team to win Cade cunningham has to be that guy got you so real quick we're going to change gears we're going to talk about uh, Jalen Green's numbers, how it'll translate, and then we're going to talk about the last topic, which is our NBA playoff predictions, yeah. even though it's super early. So Jalen Green, he had a different, um, you know, uh, path. He played in the G League. He averaged 17.9 points. He had two turnovers. Let's see. Free throw, 82%, very similar to the numbers, with, you know, Kate Cunningham. Uh, Three-point percentage, 36.5%, so a little bit lower. Um, but overall field goal percentage is 46 from the field, uh, 46%. Um, so if we look at the general numbers, uh, two assists, he had, oh yeah, one and a half steals. That's pretty good. So two assists, um, almost three assists, actually four rebounds, one and a half steals and 18 points per game in the G league playing 15 games. How do that, how does, how do those numbers translate? What numbers do you think he's going to average in the, uh, his first year playing in the NBA? Well, I already I feel like I feel like Jalen Green's gonna be the number one option for Houston. Right. So I feel that I expect him to average twenty a night. Minimum Less. minimum average no. twenty a night? Yeah, by the by the you know, end of the season, you no know, mid season, he I'm expecting him to average twenty a night. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know assists, I don't know, you know, turnovers, I don't know all that, but scoring wise, he can do it all. Like I was watching him in the summer league. This man can shoot with no matter what type of defense you have on him, mm-hmm. anywhere on the court. He is nasty. He's and literally NBA ready. When I tell you he is Bradley Bill just transferred into a younger body, he is that guy. He can get to the paint. He can make his free throws. He can he has court vision. He got some handles. He is that guy when it comes to scoring. He's not great on defense, but he is that guy. Right. Well, he better be great on defense at some point. Um, They're definitely going to need that. I think what you're saying, too, is that basically it's a better fit because think about it. Jalen Green has no nothing in front of him to stop him, basically. Yeah. Where I think with Kay Cunningham, it's not necessarily things are going to stop him, but he has to work around things better with the other players and chemistry, but he's better fit for that. So at the end of the day, it's a perfect fit for both teams. But uh, I think – What's going to stop Jalen Green is, you know, once they trade John Wall and they add some other players, how is he going to adjust to that? Is he really going to take on that role? Or, you know, what if he does do that, you know, for the future, who are they going to add with him? And then that could be some questions there. Like that first year, maybe he does a breakout numbers. And then once they add another superstar or superstar level player, then maybe that gets affected. You know, this chemistry really has to like, is really going to be in question, you know? So, yeah. Uh, I think I hope they don't add anybody who's like crazy, like mm-hmm. super, like superstar already. I want Jalen Green to be able to develop, let Christian Wood develop. I feel like that one, two right there is already nasty. That'd be crazy. Yeah. So let both of them stay healthy. They can be nasty. Um, depending on if the, who they get for John Wall, that are, you know, Jalen Green has to be your number one option. No matter who you get, you can't draft a number two pick and not be your number one option. Right. Especially when you he's known for scoring. So, you know, I mean, 
I'm ex- like I said, I'm expecting him to average at least 20 a night. All right, 20 a night. And then Cade Cunningham, how much did you say again? Like probably 15? I, I need I'm I won't be surprised if he averaged 15 a night. Gotcha. I won't be surprised if he averages 20 a night. In that it's range is where I, in that range yeah, for him. In that range. And that makes sense based on like your analysis that you put in right there. So the last topic we're gonna talk about with this podcast, man. I'm looking at the NBA uh bracket from last year, right? And this is crazy to me. So I'm trying to think about, I'm trying to use this as a template. Like, basically, I don't want to overthink it, but I'm I'm trying to think what teams are going to come back and which ones aren't. Like, when I look at this, obviously, last year, what happened, too, was the, the NBA took in place the um, play-in tournament, which was the a very new thing. So for yeah. people that don't know, um, you're fighting for that eighth seed, pretty much. There's teams that the ninth, I think it's the ninth and tenth spot, right? They're fighting for that. Or no, is it the, no, 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 it's the eighth. It's the eighth and the ninth fighting for the eighth spot, right? Or I forgot how it went. No, so um, it's going to be the first. It's the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Right. That the winner of the ninth seed plays the eighth seed. The winner of the tenth seed plays the first, the number one seed. Right. The number one seed. I think it's no the the seventh seed. The seventh seed might be the seventh seed. Yeah, uh, not not the number one seed. No. Yeah, it might be might. No, nah, let me see. Hold on. So, no, no, I'm right because oh, first seed. Yeah. Be, so the because Boston and Washington were the teams that were in the play-in. If you're if you're the tenth seed and you win, you play the number one seed. Like Boston only had to win. Oh one yeah, game. yeah. You could play the number one seed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you bad. play the, just, you play the, the number, number one seed and you play the number two seed. I meant the number one seed is not part of that one game playoff bullshit. I'm saying like that's how you get into the playoffs. The temp seed is getting into the playoffs to do the regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One versus eight. Yes. Yeah, the the tenth seed has to win two games. Right. And the, the ninth seed, I think, has to win one game or something like that. Right, right. So it, it makes things unique because now teams can't tank and they have every game counts now. Like if you're the eighth yeah. seed or the seventh seed, you're shitting in your pants. But if you're like one through six, you're kind of chilling. So yeah, you know it's you like made. you can't be a seventh or eighth seed and chill. You got to be uh, one through six. So real quick, looking at the playoff bracket, I mean, when I look at the East, I don't see the Wizards coming back. Um, do I see the Knicks coming back? Yes. Do I see Atlanta coming back? Yes. Do I see the Heat coming back? We didn't talk about them. Yeah, We're we going to talk about them on the next episode, but they are on fire. That roster is crazy. They're coming back. And Brooklyn and, of course, my team. But you know what? I'm going to be subject. I'm going to be. Hey, let me ask you a question real quick. What's up? Who's their coach? For the Boston Celtics? Yeah. Uh, it's not Bradley. It's not, uh, no, cause he's, he's the, um, it's a, 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 a doko. I'm not saying this is the name. Right. He, he was the assistant coach. He was assistant coach for the Nets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I know. What um, you're talking about. And I watched a lot of interviews with him. Let me get his name real quick. Ime Udoka. So this guy, um, first of all, you know, congratulations, black head coach, right? Gotta give a yeah. shout out. He's a really, really focus he's really focused on developing these guys but the thing is biggest thing that he preaches because he saw this playing against the celtics is that yes we have great players that can score but we need to be a cohesive unit we need to pass the ball around more and share the ball and, be, and play better defense like not play individual ball because that's the problem we just played individual Jalen brown here's the ball um jason tatum here's the ball and that's how we lost we need yeah. to play as more of a cohesive unit. So I like him. He's really focused. And shout out to him because you know who his uh his wife is or his girlfriend? Nia Long, man. What? Anyway, 
Oh, that's gonna rub up. This is gonna rub off on our team. I'm just telling you. But anyway, um, the Celtics. I don't think they might. I, I don't think if they step up, not because of the head coach, but I don't think if they make the changes they need to make, they might not make it back. Because if the Bulls or the Heat or some of those other teams are creeping up, like the Bulls could end up taking our spot. And I'm scared because it's like, I don't want to say that, but I got to be subjective. Like I have to uh, objective about that. I have to be objective. Like I can't say, oh yeah, the Celtics are definitely going back next year. Like we have some work to do and seeing the Bulls and the heat, it kind of scares me a little bit, man. And the Hawks, like you said, it's not, they running into us. We running into them. So that's kind of how I see it in the East. What's your take? Uh, So I still, I'm expecting Boston to still be in the playoffs. Um, Even with those teams that I mentioned? Yeah, yeah. because when you think about it this way, the teams in the playoffs last year for the East was Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, New York, Atlanta, Miami, Boston, and Washington. Right. I'm not – if Washington makes it, it's going to be from the playing tournament. They're not making it. They still have Bradley Beal, and they just added some young pieces. I'm not saying they will make it, but – Bradley Beal is still Bradley Beal. If Kyle Kuzma can go back to how, how everybody expected him to be when he first came as a rookie, he he was a good player as a rookie. Don't know if, he'll, if it will happen that way, but when you ain't playing with LeBron and AD, things could change. But real quick, here's my thing. You're looking at this list, right? And only so many players can – so many teams can fit on the list. So if you're saying Wizards are staying, that means – I'm not, I'm not saying they're staying. That's what you're kind of saying, though. No, I'm saying – I'm saying – if I if I look at this and I said eight teams, right, we still got the playing tournament. I think they, depending on the chemistry gotcha, and depending gotcha. on if you know how the team plays, they can be the tenth seed, ninth or tenth seed. Take I don't think um, I don't think Philly's gonna be the number one seed, so somebody else has to take that. I'm not saying they're gonna miss the playoffs, but I'm saying they're not gonna be number one seed. I think if my team makes the playoffs, I think you're right. I, I'm gonna make a new point now. They're gonna they're gonna make the play-in tournament. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think they're gonna fight for the playoff spot in a you know be a tenth seed or a ninth seed and have to I fight for that. that. I wouldn't go that far. I would say I, I have more confidence in your team because like I said, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is better than in my opinion. Okay, yeah, you need a big guy, but since Philly doesn't have Ben Simmons, it's just Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is nice, but he's not. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. He's not. So I'm not saying Boston will be better than Philly because Joel Embiid is still MVP candidate. But I think Boston should make the playoffs if healthy. We need a Miami. Team, though, man. Miami was depth. yeah, but Miami is Miami was already in the playoffs. I think I think they'll still be in the playoffs. Milwaukee will still be there. Brooklyn should be there. Uh, Atlanta should be there. New York. I'm I'm expecting them to be there. So I feel like if Washington doesn't make it, you still got Indiana. Um, who, uh, who, who didn't make the playoffs? Um, yeah, you still Bulls. have Indiana. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying the Bulls. I think the Bulls will be in there. So I think Boston will have a better season. But I, I think if the teams that don't make it, they'll be in the, play, the playing tournament. I'm only so saying like, this because, like, the Celtics, they – 
they ran with this formula. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. There's only so much that two players can do. They can't just carry the team and get into the playoffs. Like, it might not be that easy with these teams. No, it's never that easy. But y'all did have injuries and COVID. True. Take that stuff out. Let the chemistry continue and not, you know, break off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've got a lot of problems. I'm expecting Boston to be good. Maybe not title contenders, but playoffs. Right. Second seed at if they make it to the playoffs first round, if they're a top seed, I'm expecting them to win. But second seed, I won't be surprised if they lose. They make it to the you know uh, Eastern Conference Finals, depending on who they're playing. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. Jason Tatum and Jalen, they're good. Right. So I think it's going to depend on coaching and health, and you know who steps up. Not counting Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who else steps up? Um. So. Uh, I won't be surprised if they make it. Um, I'm not counting out Indiana. I, I think Indiana will beat out Washington. Um, the Pistons will make it. Um, and then who, what about the West? Huh? <laughs> so I want to, you know, with the West, man, I think I want us to do a little more research. I'm going to come. I think we're going to go touch on that topic for the next episode because I kind of want to dive deeper into the West. Uh, the next episode because I think like there's just there's not a lot of moves that were made but I do think some teams got something to prove but at a quick glance I know the Clippers ain't making that shit besides the Clippers I can't really think on this list who else is gonna not make it it's hard for me to say all these teams look like they're probably gonna be there so between just the Clippers if Kawhi isn't healthy um but real quick too Brooklyn hey man don't be surprised if they don't make the playoffs too I'm gonna say that right here right now without Kyrie but that's just our opinion. I'm just saying, man, you got to have the whole team, everybody there. And if you don't got someone like Kyrie, that's like, pff, that's a big chunk. So yeah, Kyrie is the third option on that team. But still, it's Kyrie. Wait, that's like, that's, but you said to compare, compare Brooklyn and Boston. They have a better duo, like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are good, but they're not Kevin Durant, James Harden. Right. So I think. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can make the playoffs. I know for a fact Kevin Durant and Jason James Harden, as long as they're healthy, will make the playoffs. Kyrie, add Kyrie if healthy and if he can play all the games, finals. We shall see. So we're going to end the podcast on that note. This is uh, our seventh episode, but the first episode for our second season. Um, haven't even thought of a name yet, but we're going to get it, man. Listen, it's been a blessing to do this podcast with you. We're healthy. I'm just happy we're, we're nice and healthy. We're going into 2022. You know, 2020 was such a scare. 2021, we're rebuilding. And 2022 is just about to be a movie, man. It's about yeah, to be a back. movie. And guess what, guys? Don't be surprised if you catch me and Lo on some of my uh, vlogs in the future. I'm going to be posting up some videos on my YouTube channel, too, in conjunction with the podcast, man, because we want to travel. We want to do trips. We want to get more jerseys, get some games, you know what I'm saying, um, some collectibles. Uh, Lo, do you have any updates or anything you want to tell the fans, you know, uh, as we end this first episode? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I know we were talking about Chicago, and you know you know who I'm repping out Season opener, October 20th. I will be at in the, I will be at the palace. Because no, I'm there watching. I'll be I'll be able to see, you know, first look at Chicago. They you know they play Chicago first first game of the season. I'll be able to see Cade, see how he does. He's gonna be playing a great defender in Lonzo, you know, veteran team. 
they're they're it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be there. I'll make sure to take pictures. I'll make sure to record. You know, I'm gonna be there. Just know that. And then two weeks later, November 10th, I will be in Houston to watch Cade Cunningham destroy. I'm not gonna say destroy, but beat Jalen Green. I will be there. Low. And <laughs> in February, whenever they play, I will be in Boston to watch the Pistons. Get annihilated. I finished that sentence for you. I finished that sentence for you. Beat the Boston Celtics with a Kate Cunningham step back three in Jalen Green's face. I will make it a personal (laughs) mission of mine to make sure I'm at that Boston Celtics game. Um, Next year, I'm probably going to be looking to go to a few more games. I just got a new job, too. Congratulations to me. So I'm going to try to make some games probably uh, after January. But I'm definitely going to have to go to the Boston Celtics game because – I can't let Lowe's team just walk up in our building. You, they're coming to our house, right, that day? Yeah, uh, so they go to Boston on February 16th, which yes. is – that's a Wednesday. I'll be there. On my mama, no cap, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to yeah, look in your face when we beat you. Yeah, I've never been to, to – Never recorded. Uh, I've never been to the to Boston Celtics Stadium, so I, I got to go there and, you know, Get a Paul Pierce jersey or something because I can't. I ain't getting Jalen Green or J- Jason Tatum. You no, you're getting I mean? Jason Tatum. I'm gonna get signed. Kevin Garnett or something. I'm gonna make sure it's signed too no, after no, they no. lose. I'm be like, yo, he was down. Can you sound? Paul, can you sign Paul this Pierce. punk's? Uh, he signed Rondo. this punk's jersey. He he better get you Rondo or something. No, nah, no. get out of it. Rondo. You are disrespectful. Don't Kendrick ever say Perkins that. Stop. 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 Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. I've never been to the uh, Garden either, so I'll make sure to be there, and that would be a great first time being at the Garden watching my. My um host made moves. Man, how, like, how is that that's your a team? Great, how is that your team? You ain't never host. been. Don't worry about me, okay? I have a lot of personal things I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> oh, my okay. life. But all I know is that my team's better than yours, so that's all that matters. So, guys, uh, catch us next week on Sunday. We're gonna do an episode every week. We'll keep you guys posted. And yeah, welcome. You know, again, I hope you guys enjoyed No Cat All Stats podcast. Code and Pablo. It's not low. Brandon Lowe. Okay. Brandon Lowe. And right. we back. And we back. Back to losing to the Celtics as usual. All right, guys. Have a good night. I'll talk to you, Lowe. All right, man. All right. Peace.